everybody. Welcome back to Best Friends Club. I'm Renee. I'm Ashley. And this is Season 7, Episode 10, the one with the holiday armadillo. Armadillo. I've Representing always... the southern states and Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> I was like, why is Ross... I mean, we're not into this yet, but like, he uses this voice... And it's kind of like a mix between like an old person and a ghost and like... um... Shouting from like the other world. (laughs) Yes. It's such a strange choice. It's Um, it's funny, the inflection. I thought the same thing when he said to me like, Santa brought me here. I'm like, who told him? Where did he get the idea to do this? (laughs) And all the armadillos I know do not sound like that. Yeah, okay. that's not. I wouldn't have pegged that as. Armadillo I think voice, this, but it's. I think this is harmful to armadillos. Do you know what? There, this I said it. Is, <laughs> maybe, because um, you know, David Schwimmer does the voice for that one character in Madagascar. Oh, I haven't ever actually seen it. Oh, it's actually really funny. It's I kind of yeah, like Emperor's I New Groove. That. Yeah, oh, where it's okay. one of those like cartoons that is also funny as an adult. Great humor, um, but. Mm-hmm. He he plays what would you call it? What humor? Great humor. Oh, great! I thought you said Brit yeah. humor, and I was like, oh. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, yes, um, he plays. I can't remember if it's like an elephant or a giraffe or something, but he plays one of these animals that's like a germaphobe. Oh. And I think that one's him. And he's like, is this water sanitary? But like the way that he, it's, and I, I guess I'm, we're seeing little glimpses of that now with just like the voices that he chooses and the inflection and the funny, like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I would have really never good. thought of it, but it's great. It is great. Um. Yeah. So this is like. I mean, I feel like we say this all the time, but, like, this is such a classic episode, like, the holiday armadillo. Where else in the world would there be a holiday armadillo except on an episode of Friends? Um, Okay, so question. So when Mm -hmm. I was telling Ben about watching this episode, he was like, I don't think I know that one. And I was like, what? Have you been living under a rock, Ben? I was just like, you would recognize if you saw Ross in the armadillo costume. Um, Did you tell him it was over between the two of you? (laughs) <laughs> well, I have packed my bags and I okay, am good. out and I'm I was taking gonna the say, cat with me. You gotta like maintain some integrity, Ashley. Matt knows this one, right? Yes. Okay. He Are does. you just assuming because you don't want to have to break up with him? No, he. Well, we were watching it and he was saying he was commenting on. How okay, good. This one is. Yeah. Um. Hey, just before we go too much further, I do feel like I need to quickly caveat. Um. It kind of sounds like one of my neighbors is having a bachelorette party. I've heard a lot of like, <laughs> woohoo's coming. So that's okay. I live in, case... in the bachelorette party capital of the world. So that's true. So, in case yeah. you hear any woohoo's, it is not us, it's our neighbors. So, apologies. It's in advance. one of our neighbors. It could be either one. Um, <laughs> woohoo. <laughs> in Nashville, we call those woo girls. Oh, yeah. Woo yeah. girls. That's yeah. from How I Met Your Mother, isn't it? Oh, maybe. I thought I it was just it because is. they drive down Broadway and they go, woo! I mean, that's I probably why they call them that, but I, it's probably from How I Met Your Mother. I've just never I seen it. I think it is when they talk about going to a bar and it's the girls that like, woo! For yeah, like their song comes <laughs> and on. And now 
whenever I catch myself doing that, I'm like, oh yeah. gosh, I'm so embarrassed. I know. Do you guys like how um, we spend this entire podcast? It's like, oh, it's a friend's podcast. And then things that Ash- only Ashley has seen or only Renee has seen. Like we have not watched any of the same things other than Yes, that's a good friends. point. Other than friends. <laughs> good point. At least anything in modern times, like... It's really funny. I was just thinking about, I'm like, the two things you've referenced so far, Madagascar and How I Met Your Mother, very, like, normal things. It's not like they're super niche or, like, I've never heard of them. I know exactly what they are. I've just never seen them, but everything I say, you've never seen either. I was going to say, it's exactly the same for me. Oh, Whenever you say something, really I'm like, uh, I'll get it's on just, to that. Yeah. We go true. back and forth making references that neither one of us get because <laughs> we've only seen 50% of the available media out there. Just different How 50%. Fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, fun. Fun to be us. What a, what a fun, sexy time for us. Um, uh, that's from Arrested Development, which you maybe have seen. Oh, no. definitely. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so yes, we have one. Definitely, definitely. We have maybe we one. Start. You know it a lot better than I do, though. I can't remember all of the quotes. Oh, man. So quotable. Um, yeah, so we've got, you know... It's the holiday season. Last time we had Kim on, one with the ho- with oh, all the candy. That was so fun, candy lady. Um, <laughs> and so how did everybody go with season. trying to figure out when it was Renee talking, me talking, or Kim talking? Very confused. <laughs> Probably. Well, I'm we all sure three sound alike. We can't even tell ourselves apart most of the time. So no, true. Y'all probably just thought. I I honestly think I'm gonna. Maybe this could be a yeah. fun experiment where, like, if you can't record, I'll just record both of our parts. Oh. Um, <laughs> and see if anybody knows the difference. The only difference Gosh, will be we won't Tiffany, be talking over each other. you smell great. Oh, that is so funny. Um, I was going to give a behind-the-scenes moment a and say closer. that when we first did um, – when we were first recording the episode last week with Kim – um, we we always do this whenever we have guests or like our equipment changes or something, which is not frequent. We'll do like a little sound check first just to make sure, you know, you guys know you're in the industry, right? Like that's what you do. Do a little sound check, make sure it sounds good. And we did that with Kim so she could kind of like, you know, okay, like how loud do you need to speak? Da da da. How does it sound? And then when we played it back, Kim didn't realize it was her talking. She thought it was. <laughs> yes. I can't remember if she thought it was me or she thought it was you, but it was so, because so even Kim, like, yeah, I'm sure everybody else listening was probably had no idea who was speaking. And maybe during a normal episode, they're not sure if it's you, Renee, or me, Ashley. Yeah. But add a third, it gets confusing. It gets, Unless they have an really accent. Confusing. Yeah, and we all grew up in the same place. So it's like, um, yes, I don't really know. And we spent a lot of formative years together, as you heard. You know, she's known Ashley forever and known me a long time. Yeah. And yeah. We went to high school together mm-hmm. and college together and, you know remain friends till this day so uh yeah I who knows honestly couldn't tell you all these white girls look the same um (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah we're still in like holiday land and I was trying to think back I feel like there aren't so many seasons that have like multiple holiday episodes um but this one does usually it's like Thanksgiving and then some sort of holiday like you know, there's um, the one with the routine. They don't have a Christmas episode. They just have, like, the New Year's one. That's right. It's kind of, like, right. implied. Um, so 
I don't know. Maybe it was just the way, the way the calendar landed. Like maybe Thanksgiving was really early, so they had like two slots to fill. I don't really know before Christmas. I'm glad they did it because I think the holiday season is always fun to watch mm-hmm. on TV shows yeah. and like in TV totally. universes. So yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so yeah, it's still the holidays and so we're in here and Chandler is going to take Monica on an ultra fancy date. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. As a betrothed couple. Betrothed couple. Um, he's going to take her to, did she say, did he say Jean-Georges? No, I can't remember. Um, I can't remember. Um, Michelle's. This just in, it was Michelle's. Jean-Georges, they do reference that at some point. Um, but they're going to Michelle's. Are these real see- restaurants? I know Jean Georges was a real restaurant, and I only know that because oh, okay. they also reference it on Gossip Girl. So it's oh. probably fancy. Another but thing I, Renee's seen that I have mm-hmm. not. Yep. <laughs> I would. I was just about to say because Ashley has like standards, and I'm like, no, she doesn't really. She watches the no, Housewives. No, I'm just busy watching just, the Housewives. Right. While you're <laughs> she just has Girl. standards of. She just has different uh, tastes. I just have different total access. trash. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> she likes her garbage to be reality based and I like mine to be persuasion. Mm-hmm. Oh um, my gosh. But trash all the same. Um but anyway, fancy restaurant and tickets to the Music Man, which have you seen the Music Man? Yes. You have? Seventy six trombones, la 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 la. A hundred and ten oh. cornets right Is that behind Music Is this what you wanted? Beep, 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 beep. Yes, I went great. to, I think, I think so. Um, <laughs> I went and saw that with my parents, I'm pretty sure, oh. at the dinner theater oh, in nice. our hometown. Okay. Yeah, cool. So I've seen it like practically on Broadway. Okay, so yeah, I like even looked through the song list. Um, and I was like, I don't think I recognize. Oh, so have you not seen it? I have not seen The Music Man. Like, I was really trying to figure out if I knew. Because there are a lot of older musicals that I haven't seen, but I know songs from them because they're, like, you know, they, they're they impervious into culture. Um, yes. But I looked through the song list, and I didn't see any. I recognized, oh, and I realized now because 76 is spelled out, it just did not like uh, my isn't, um, my brain didn't catch it isn't the music man also the one where oklahoma is or is that the musical oklahoma that's the musical oklahoma <laughs> okay i i don't think i've seen that but i could have sworn i've heard the song anyway you probably that's the thing is like oklahoma and like surrey with a fringe on top those are like songs you just kind of hear you know same with 76 yeah. trombones um, yeah. So that makes sense. I just didn't, none caught, like I was looking and I was like, none of these are looking familiar to me. Okay. So you've seen them. Yeah. I think if I had to summarize it in a sentence, and this is reaching, because I think we saw it in middle school, it's like some carpetbagger from the north mm-hmm. comes down south and is selling something. I don't remember. Okay. I can't remember if he's Sounds actually great. a con man or not. Yeah, go see it. <laughs> Definitely recommend. Definitely 10 out of 10. Um, I, there is a song called Gary, Indiana, which is sounds rough. In the Music Man? Mm-hmm. Ay, ay, I mean, you got to have dreams, right? One day we'll get to Gary. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So okay. So I was I was just thinking about that. I love musicals. I've just never seen The Music Man, so I don't know anything about mm-hmm. it. Um, but Chandler and Monica are gonna go see it. But they're gonna go to dinner first, and when they get to dinner, they have the reservation, and the guy says they have a forty-five minute wait. Which, okay. yeah. What were you gonna say? That's crazy. That's crazy. Okay, I was gonna ask you if this has ever happened to you. And no, I was actually gonna ask you the same thing. What's yeah. happened to me is, so look, Chicago has restaurants with people and waits. Um, they mm. either don't accept reservations, and sure. I have had to wait like two hours before for yep. food. So, but you know that what you do is you go, okay, we're gonna go before we're hungry because mm-hmm. we know it's gonna be like an at least an hour wait. So that's happened. Um, or you call ahead and like at most it's like, oh, it'll be like 10 minutes. We're just waiting. For, like we're clearing your table. Sorry, we're behind. Uh, waiting 45 minutes when you have a reservation is appalling. It's not a, it's the, there, it defeats the pers- purpose of a reservation. That's what um, I think. Is this just how New York works? No. So, yeah, I don't know. So like actually when I was just with Kim, we had our little girls weekend. We She made us reservations at one place for dinner and then one place for brunch. Like, we didn't have a ton of plans. Those were, like, our little touchstones. Um, So we get to the dinner place, and we had specifically picked this place because it was a rooftop outside. And Mm -hmm. so we get there, and it's, like, it's, like, a rooftop at a hotel, but it's the restaurant Mm -hmm. is upstairs. And so we get there, and we're downstairs, and the girl is, like, do you have a reservation? And she's, like, yeah, it's, you know, under Kim for four and she's like, okay, go ahead and head upstairs and check in with the hostess up there. So we get up there, and they're like, sorry, we don't have that. Oh, God. And she's like, okay, well, I called, you know, this day around this time. I spoke to the girl, and they were like, well, did you get a confirmation text? And she's like, no, I didn't. But I also didn't know I was waiting for one. She's like, yeah. she asked me to spell my last. So anyway, we're kind of going around and around with them. And they were just being so unhelpful. It was, like, so frustrating because we were like, okay, I understand, like, this could happen, but she called. And, you know, she's even like, I have the, you know, call on log on the log on my phone. Like, <laughs> I talked to someone. It was a little frustrating. We ended up getting a table, just not outside like we wanted. We it's, were in the inside part. But, like, they were just. frustrating. Oh, it was frustrating. Because, like you said, how is the customer supposed to know that your process is that you get a text and it's not confirmed unless you right. get that text? Right. And I appreciate that things break down and that, like, human error totally happens. But absolutely. it's like, don't. Ugh, I had this happen to me once. I won't go on a tangent because I'm still upset about it. But, like, I got new con- I got a new prescription for contacts over here in New Zealand. And it's just different than it is in the States. Like, mm-hmm. Anybody off the street can go buy contacts. You don't have to actually have a prescription. I didn't know that. Funny. <laughs> um, it's weird, isn't it? Um, but I like the they they like were like, oh, we're gonna recommend this brand of contacts. We'll get some samples in for you to try. And I was like, okay, cool. But it was just like I wear dailies, and so they they were like, we're gonna get you like five days, and then one of those days you'll need to like come in so we can actually see them in your eyes and make sure they fit. And I was like, yep, okay, fine. The first time I came back, they only had one of each. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's going to be tricky because they're dailies. And so if I need to, like, come back wearing them, you know, like, do, or yeah. when do we want to do that? And they're like, oh, no, no, we'll we'll order more. Don't worry about it. That was our bad. We'll order more. And I was like, okay, thanks. And so then more come in. 
And the guy, and so I was like, okay, do you need, he was like, oh, you didn't come back in with them in your eyes. And I was like, with the first one, I was like, well, no, because it was only one. I was told we'd like do it when it's this five. And he's like, actually, don't worry about it. Like, you don't necessarily need to do that. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. And then when I like, so, you know, he was just kind of like, oh, I think he said, you don't necessarily need to, but I'll talk to the optometrist and we'll let you know type of thing. And so I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And so, um, cause he's like, you know, the, they're not comfortable like signing off on your prescription unless they've done the th- thorough check, which includes seeing it in your eyes. And like, if that's the process, that's fine. But the guy sure. told me like, you don't really need to. So then when I called back like again to get the prescription, he was like, well, we didn't see them in your eyes. Oh so my gosh. he's not comfortable. And I was like, yes, but you told me I didn't need to. And this bitch writes back. <laughs> Well, I told you that we might not need to. So, and I was a little bit like, I, I, it took everything in me not to write back and be like, at what point was I supposed to know that you decided I needed to? Like, how was that on me? Was I supposed to just call you every day? I was wearing these contacts to see how you felt that day. Like, how was I? I was so frustrated. And so I did like write to them and just be like, I just want you to know that like maybe it's a one-off and I'm the only customer this has happened to. And if so, okay, this is why I'm not going to like go write about this on the internet. I'm just telling you. Yeah. Um, But like this was really, really, really frustrating, like from start to finish. And then and then the optometrist was like, oh, yeah, I can see how there was like a miscommunication or like lost in translation. And I was like, no, your office guy is a jerk, but... Yeah. Anyway, no, don't I hate that. Kind I of get stuff. it. I get that places have process. Just don't expect people who aren't there regularly to know what it is, right? That's all. Yeah, it would not be weird to me to call and make a reservation and not get a confirmation text or email no, because you called and totally spoke not. to a human. Because Kim yeah. was like, I spelled my last name for her like five times, and I gave her my phone yeah. number a bunch of times. So like, it wouldn't not like be I'm weird imagining. at all. I wouldn't expect. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, that has happened to me, and you know, I mean, I unless it's hostess. like the White House, right? And they're <laughs> like, "Oh, you're just trying to like sneak in and yeah. get." But it's like honest mistake, right? Right, and that's what we were just looking for them to be like. Okay, well, we can get you sat in fifteen, you know, something like that. And they were like, "Oh, we have a really big party coming in." I don't know. And we were like, <laughs> oh, "Okay," <laughs> and so then you know, I start to get a little like pissy and I was like okay what about that table that one's open and I know that's not how it works I don't like that no I know but they were they were just like oh we don't know they weren't helping yeah they weren't even we don't know (laughs) when will you know should I sit here yeah they just were like we don't know oh you should have gotten a text it's like how am I supposed to know that okay like it didn't happen so what are we gonna do now anyway they finally sat us, oh and then I think gosh. the manager felt really bad because he came over and was like, I'm going to get you guys a round of drinks. And I was like, that's oh, not that's like nice. it. <laughs> yeah, because that's I was good. like, I'm not asking you to, like, kick other people out. or Like, there's got to be a place yeah. you can put us. Or you could give us some sort of, like, moderate weight to sit because yes, that's right. we had a reservation. We wanted to come here. And it ended up being really yeah. delicious, so it was worth it. But anyway, um, but Chandler and Monica have this reservation, and this guy is like, oh, sorry, 45 minutes. That's not how reservations that's, work, yeah, sir. That's crazy. That's how the wait list works. That's how the call-ahead seating works. That is not how... I think this is also how snooty, mm-hmm. trendy restaurants work, where they like to be like, sorry, we're just so popular. Yes, but 
Then Monica's like, let's yeah, she's, slip him she some knows cash. what's up. Mugsy or whatever he calls her. Yeah. O'Malley. Okay, come O'Malley. O'Malley. These suckers are trying to take us for a ride. But like, okay, that's the other thing. I have never, I have never done this. I've never actually seen anybody do this or heard of anybody doing this. Slipping someone a 20 to have less of a weight. I have never seen it happen. I am starting to think that we're just like, in case anybody nice. was not aware. <laughs> no, like, obviously not socialites, but I think everyone knew that. <laughs> oh, Already. if you didn't know, Ashley and I aren't socialites. I hate to we burst your We don't bubble. have a trust fund, sadly. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't either, but like... Again, we're not in like the Upper East Side, so yeah, I don't it's know. true. You mean they don't do this at at Margaritaville in Orlando, Florida? Um, yeah, I. It's just it's just really weird. You I mean feel they like... don't do this at Hooters? <laughs> <laughs> when I was a hostess, we did have people oh. try to do that. So now that I'm thinking about it, it happened yeah. a couple times where people would try. But we were like, we can't do anything about the weight. You're like, we did not no, take reservations. Seriously, we're not. Yeah, um, we're not trying to shake you down. I'm not trying to shake anybody down. The what would you do? Would you is. keep their money, or would you hand it back and be like, I literally I can't help? I think we handed it back because we weren't. I think we would have gotten in trouble. And right. other people are all there watching them. So if someone else yeah, just tries true. to cut the line. People get really, I mean, rightly so. They get upset. I mean, people get upset when they're like, why is that party being seated before us? We get here before them. I'm like, well, there's nine of you. There's two of them. I have a table for two. It's like when people stand there and start pointing at tables and go, that one's free. Oh, I know. I know. I went to the bad place. I fully recognize that. But I was just looking for anything from them, even them being like, oh my gosh, I don't know how that, that's so weird that that happened. Like, No, Renee, I'm kidding. I know. They could have been like... That's we're sorry. That's not supposed to happen. Give me just a minute so I can go. Like it's just go into solution mode. Y- yes, you've got an operational job. I hear you. Anyway, they were just oh, you should have gotten a text. Okay, well, <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, I, yeah, and I fully recognize like I went to the bad place. So, um, <laughs> not my finest moment, but it did get us free. I drink, bet you so there's going to be people listening that think that I'm picking on you so you can feel free to let us know how you feel and which yeah. side of the Karen you're on yeah who's worse Renee or Ashley go <laughs> if you don't know who's talking that's good it, that was yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah but so like Monica's like just slip him a 20 and you know even though Ashley and I are not socialites and we only eat at Hooters apparently um <laughs> It, this does happen. And I used to work at like a subpar chain and this, yeah. you know, people tried to do this. It didn't work, but they did try. And um, Chandler's like trying and I don't know why he puts on, it's the same like voice he does when he's being like the fake date guy to Monica, like back in season yeah. four. Hello. How are you doing? Mm, yes. It's his mm. like fake suave voice. Yes. But it's not suave at all. And I love when he's walking over at the maitre d' that he like, does like a hop, skip, and a jump. Did you notice that? He does like yes, a crisscross, yes, yes. like a move from the yes, nutcracker. Yes, like a side sachet. And he tries to slip him the money and has it in the wrong hand and ultimately is like the least smooth person 
ever. Oh, yeah. Just so I feel not so smooth. bad for Monica because I know. she knows how this works. She could do it herself, but you know, she's trying to and she's like trying to psych him up where she's like, "Okay, you got to be smooth." And she knows that he's not smooth. I know. You got to know and your audience. I just mom. Yeah, but it's also like because he's not smooth, they are now either going to have to rush through dinner or miss their show. And I understand the frustration. I I feel like this, like when you just want somebody to step up, but they're not, and it's really frustrating. I think Mm -hmm. I've told you this before. The very first Tinder date I ever went on, um, I obviously had no idea what I was doing, but... um, this guy that I was chatting with um, was like, you know, we were chatting, whatever. And then he's like, well, let's, you know, do you want to go on a date? And I was like, yeah, cool. I don't remember how he said it, whatever. I don't think he said, do you want to go on a date? But, you know, we were like going to meet up. Yeah. yeah and sure. so um, he lived a little bit. I didn't want to, I don't want to be mean. He lived in the suburbs, which I also like realized like I shouldn't have. But he, I was living in Chicago. He was in the burbs. Um, I didn't have a car. And so when I was like, well, look, oh, you know, yeah. I don't. I don't have a car. And he was like, no, that's okay. I'll come to you. And I was like, okay, cool. And so um, he was like, I'll pick the place. I'm pretty sure he said, because if people ask me like, oh, hey, will you pick somewhere? I don't mind doing that. I usually am just like, okay, do you want, is there a type of cuisine? Is there like how casual, you know, like I'll, I'll get like a, a little bit of a vibe or like what neighborhood. And then I don't mind offering some options. But I think he was like, I'll pick. And I said, okay, great. And he didn't ask me any question. Oh, then he goes, what about this place? He like recommended it was a brew pub, but like the most popular one in my neighborhood, which was like one of the most popular neighborhoods in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yep, that place is great. And I didn't say anything else because I was just like, there is absolutely no way on a Friday night, unless he makes a reservation, that we're There's actually going to be able to get in, in there. Yeah, but I I don't know if this is right or wrong of me, but I didn't say anything because I was like, this is on him. He said he wanted to do this. He said he wanted to make the reservations. He chose the place. Like, I don't want to have to micromanage this into going right. Like, I just want to see if he can do it. And of course, he didn't make a reservation. We waltzed in there on a Friday night. It was a two-hour wait. Thankfully, it like also had a little brewery off to the side so you could like go sit at the bar and grab a drink while you waited for your table, which is what we did. But like, I don't know. Was that wrong of me? Should I have been like, hey, heads up, you're going to need to make a reservation? I don't know. I just let him. I was like, He'll, he should figure it out. Um, I think if it was someone who lived in your neighborhood, I guess letting them figure it out. But he didn't know. They would should have yeah, but yeah, he that's he lived fair. in the burbs. So you walk by it every day, or you have people, you have friends who eat there all the time, and so you're like, oh, I know it's like always packed. But he was coming from the burbs, so he probably was just like, oh, this place has great reviews. It sounds really good. Someone told me about it. He probably didn't yeah. know any better. So I don't think it would have been, I don't think it was wrong that you didn't say anything, but I also don't think it would have been wrong for you to just be like, oh, hey, yeah, last time we went there, we didn't have a reservation. We waited forever, so we should just probably make one. Yeah, maybe yeah. I was setting him up to fail, but whatevs. Um, but I do feel what bad else? for Monica, and I don't care. Um, well, yeah, especially because Monica Chandler made the reservation. Yeah, he did. And, like, 
I hear what she's saying. I do also get that, like, he has no idea that that's how it works. He's like us. He's like you and me, just Joe Schmo. Just two regular but socialites who usually eat at Hooters. Just two regular. <laughs> um, and, and so I, I get that he doesn't know, but I don't know. At this point, I feel like they should have just been like, let's go somewhere else for dinner. I don't know. This is yeah. going so poorly. Yeah, that's how I felt. Like, after the first failed attempt, I would be like, if 45 minutes... So, I mean, this double, double-edged sword. Manhattan's a little bit different because, like, like where we grew up, for example, like the restaurant I worked at, if I would have told you it was an hour wait at our restaurant, you would have gotten in the car, driven somewhere, somewhere else, else, at least 10 minutes and away, to wait and they would have told you 30, it was yeah. 45 yeah. yeah. So, like, you yeah. might cut your time down a little bit unless you go somewhere, like really unpopular or like fast casual to ho- but like, like literally hooters yeah literally hooters but if you go if you mm. want to go somewhere on like a similar you know level you're gonna wait it's just it's the weekend and whatever so like I know sometimes you just have to cut your losses and wait and a lot of times people will be like well we'll just go somewhere else now it's ridiculous I'm like have you know you're gonna wait no matter where you Good go luck. but you do whatever yeah, you want exactly so I do think there's like partially that element, but if they know for sure, it's different when you're like, we're going to miss our show that we have tickets for. Yeah. And in Manhattan, there's a million restaurants of restaurants. And so it probably would not be their first choice, but I guarantee you they could have found some food and like done a nice drink afterwards or like had a rain check for the fancy dinner. Um, If it's a matter of like eating and making the show, I would rather do that. I'd be annoyed, but I would rather do that than miss the show. And like, I was going to say exactly the same. Like you can find somewhere that's like maybe not as nice, maybe not as good, but like not the kebab shop, like not the hot dog stand on the corner. Like you could find something that's like fancy enough for the outfits you're wearing and then go to the hotel or go to the theater and have a drink at the bar there while you're waiting. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes, like, I don't know if you ever do that, but um, I actually quite like having a drink at the theater um, at the theater bar, like if I'm going to go see a show or a comedy set or a movie or something like that. Because it kind of yeah. just, like, puts you in the mood and, like, you get the vibe of the place and there's usually good people watching. And then, like, yeah. you get there at, like, a comfortable time to, like, get yeah. your seats and stuff. I like it. Agreed. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, that's probably what I would have done too. Not ninety-four failed attempts at slipping this guy a twenty. Oh, because it just gets embarrassing. And then there's like the couple in front of them that does it seamlessly, and they just walk in. Yeah, but also, what a racket! It is right. Like this is how I feel about people buying tickets for concerts and just turning around and reselling them. Yeah, it sucks. It's a racket. It's and unfair. The owner of the establishment should be appalled. <laughs> Just like the musician should be appalled. Why am I paying, you know, Larry down the street for tickets to see Justin Timberlake? Why isn't Justin Timberlake making that money? Why is Larry making money? Yeah, you know? I feel bad for Justin Timberlake too. It's not that I feel bad for him, but like, <laughs> no, I know I, what you mean. You know what I mean? Like, it means think the that people they that would like, care more. I, this is how I feel about houses here is like people that buy them as investments when it's like, well, the people that like actually wanted to buy their first home that could have afforded it at a first home price, you've now bought it to make a profit. I understand that that is how capitalism works, but like, 
which I don't love, you know, that aspect. Um, and so, yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, it's not about Justin making more money, but it's kind of like, well, the people who are actually fans might get priced out of being able to go to the show. Yeah, like, why does this guy get to make money just because he got, like, you know, in the line, like, I logged on at the same time, but he beat me out and whatever. Because of the free market, the invisible hand of the free market, I think. Well, I think it's more that Ticketmaster makes money on their resale. Doesn't care. Yeah. They could care less whether I want to go or not. Um, But anyway, enough about Justin Timberlake. Um, Yeah. So I love though that like they finally, I actually don't remember. They just like leave, right? Or they eat. I was going to say, I don't actually remember how this ends. And I felt like, did we... Did they cut something out? Because wasn't there one of them finally getting sat, but then something happens? Mm. Maybe I'm making that up. Yeah, I don't actually remember. Oh, I think they, oh yeah, they're just like, finally, like, people left... And, like, I think it just doesn't happen. Because, oh, yeah, Phoebe, Chandler, like, turns around to give him his money. And he, like, can't find it in his pocket. And then Maitre D's, like, gone and has already sat the next couple. And I think that's where it ends. Because then they weave it through the entire episode. Because Chandler's, like, trying to slip Gunther a 20. Remember? Oh, yes. And then he tries to do it to Ben later on. It just kind of, like, becomes that's right. He's like, running joke that Chandler it sucks at. His hands weren't so damn small. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it didn't work, Chandler. Um, so, yeah, they just kind of, like, weave that through the rest of the thing. Um, and then Phoebe comes in with really good news that her apartment's ready. After that dumb fire ate it all. Yes, that's right. Oh, I just mm. want to make a little comment. When she comes in... Um, I don't know if I commented on this. I don't think, no, no, I don't think I did comment on this. Um, Because you know that in the past Monica's Christmas tree, like there was the one season where they're like all decorating it and that's kind of, they make a mention of it. And then there's the other one where they have all those Christmas trees. I was just looking at her tree this year and I was just thinking, man, that is a massive tree for such a small apartment. They have that nice big window though. That's true. I was just thinking, like, does it block the door to her bedroom? It's a huge. Mm. But well, it I is mean, nice. We know that apartment's like nowhere near reality, so they get That's the giant tree well. to go with it. Um, Luckies. Luckies. Yeah, I know. My tree has to like fit in the corner, and so it can't be too wide. Even though I love a real fat Christmas tree. <laughs> um, I do. I like them like really nice and like like Full. some like some curves on her. You know. Robust. Cosmo ain't got nothing on my selection. Um. (laughs) All right, Phoebe's apartment's ready. (laughs) Phoebe's apartment's ready. (laughs) Phoebe's apartment's ready. And just like, I don't think this is like totally baseless. Um, Phoebe's like, oh, my landlord called. I'm going to be moving out. And Chandler's like, oh, you guys are going to be living together? Well, she just said she's been having so much fun with Joey. I assume she's still be living with him. And Phoebe is like, why would you think that? And Chandler's like, well, be- 
because she told me. Um, and Phoebe just really kind of loses it a little bit. Like, she just, something has been, like, awoken in her. Mm. And, you know, she, like, is ranting about probably and all these things. And I, I understand, like, I guess this is just, like, news to her. She didn't really, like, consider that when the apartment was ready, Rachel may or may not move back in. Right. Um. So she kind of, you know, she just gets upset. She doesn't. She doesn't just take it as like. She takes it as like, oh, Rachel's having fun with Joey, and therefore wants to live with him instead of me. When it's just kind of like, oh, well, she already lives there, so I just and she said it's fun. I thought, you know, I don't know. Chandler kind of made an offhand comment and. Phoebe took it so personally. Oh, to- well, and she also took it as, like, Rachel said she's having fun living with Joey and definitely doesn't want to move out. Yeah, exactly. Which isn't what he said. He just said, oh, I guess I just assumed, you know. But yeah. then Phoebe assumes, and then rather than talking to Rachel, she decides, what could I do to make <sighs> Rachel hate living with Joey? Other than, yeah. this is where I keep the pizza, and this is where I keep the napkin. <laughs> um and the duck eating her face cream and right. I mean I just feel like just talk to know, Rachel just say the maybe just talk ready. to her how do you feel totally um you know once again they did that we went on a show blah 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 but <laughs> <laughs> usually you just ask people how they feel or you know what a lot of people don't honestly they just assume and they're like i have to force That's them true. to love this me this is pretty so yes, this is actually, this actually more isn't, accurate than we think <laughs> yeah um this checks out and so i love joey just like going to town on the drums and he's like guess what phoebe got me for christmas rachel drums, drums. joey no, no drums, drums. <laughs> um and uh, I do love later when <laughs> she's talking to Monica and Chandler. And he's like, if you wanted to get Joey a, a, a gift that, like, you know, was a, a nuisance to the entire building, you could have tried, like, a vial of smallpox or, like, <laughs> an atomic bomb. Or so. I can't remember what he said. Uh, oh, something more subtle. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... You know, she's like, I know, just trying to get Rachel to realize how much she wants to live with me. And then that didn't work. Rachel loves the drums, apparently. And and I like it when Monica's like, oh, and it's not just the drumming noise. Every five minutes, <laughs> Joey throws his sticks up in the air and one of them hits him in the eye. And he's like, my eye. Ow, my eye. My eye. <laughs> And so then he's, like, got goggles on in the next scene. And Rachel's like, you could just not throw your sticks. And he's like, that's not rock and roll. <laughs> but those goggles for sure are. Those cool he looks goggles. like Special K from... Um, oh, my gosh. Can't hardly wait. <laughs> can't hardly wait. Um, Yeah, so he's rocking and rolling. And Rachel's playing the drums with him, too. And Tequila. Phoebe's like... A tequila. <laughs> and then Phoebe gets them a tarantula. And Joey. In such a poorly I constructed love, cage. Oh, so poorly constructed. And I love his physical reaction. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Um, 
And then Rachel's like, oh, I love these things. I used to have one. And then my cat ate it. And then, you know, whatever. Um, okay. Do you remember in middle school? I was having a hard time remembering exactly what grade it was. My gut was seventh, but I, it might not have been seventh. That our science teacher had three tarantulas. Our science teacher had three tarantulas. And they were named like good, bad, and okay. I do not do remember, remember this at all. It was, I'm pretty sh- oh, I think it was seven or, seventh or eighth grade because I think you and I had that class together. But that also doesn't feel right. I don't know. It was sometime I'm in I'm trying school. to remember what our science class, I can remember. It was one where we sat up at like high top, big high top tables. Um, Do you know what I'm talking about? So the only tarantula I remember is in my fourth grade class, which you and I weren't in together. Mm-mm. We had a class tarantula. And I remember our school was like undergoing renovations or something. And so <laughs> as a class, we had to like move all of our stuff out to the like trailer that was going to be our temporary um, our temporary classroom. And mm-hmm. I remember our teacher was like, whoever behaves the best gets to carry the tarantula. And so, like, I sat so still. I don't know why I wanted to carry the But, like, I just remember sitting, like, silent, staring straight ahead forward. Everybody else was kind of, like, getting really restless and messing around and talking and getting up out of their seats and stuff. And I just, like, sat there staring straight ahead with my hands in my lap. And I got to carry the tarantula, which I guess was oh. a reward. I know this actually like was never, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't remember any tarantulas in middle school. Yeah. There were three of them. Seventh grade. I can't remember. When was 1997? Name, but okay. So it was like, I remember it was the classroom on the end. Yes. And yes, I just remembered we had. I think that's the one that I had Ashley Williams and Tommy Jones, and she used to steal his lunchbox in that class. Maybe yes, that's the and one I that was we in that together. class. Okay, yes. yeah. I don't remember any tarantulas. Okay. Okay. One sorry. of our we middle can, school I, science teachers. We gotta had find our yearbook. But I can't remember which one. And okay, so there were th- and there were three of them, and they were good, bad, and okay. And I think we were like allowed to handle good. And okay, but we weren't allowed to handle oh, that. But I don't I think tarantulas are like. Oh, honestly, talking mean, about so. it, they just feel like they're on me as well. <laughs> I know. I when you said you wanted to carry it, I was like, I would have been acting like a crazy person, so I didn't have to carry it. Yeah, I don't. I and like my fear of spiders. I don't know. Maybe it well, wasn't around ugh. back then. But they, you're right. They don't bite, or they, they're not. They're they not harmful not to humans. Have fur. It's unnatural. Okay, we have to stop talking about it. I'm starting to, like, my skin is crawling. Okay. So anyway, Phoebe got one for Rachel. Rachel likes them. And then Phoebe's like, okay, fine. Joey's the best. No amount of drums or tarantulas are going to change your mind. (laughs) Yeah. And so finally, Phoebe just comes out with it. And she's like, our apartment's ready. And Rachel's like, and that makes you angry? Why exactly? And, you know, she finally goes into it. You want to live with Joey? And, you know... He's like, she's like, you know, we have, I have fun with Joey, but I have so much more fun with you and we're roommates. We yeah. live together. Like, that's the deal, you know? Yeah. Um, and Rachel's like, or Phoebe's like, great, you know, we're going to go. And little Easter egg when Phoebe's like, okay. And Monica asked me to make the drumming stop. So they take care of that by putting the sticks in with the tarantula. Yes. <laughs> um, 
And so, yeah, so they go to see the apartment and they walk in. It's just a big empty room because it's been totally like remodeled. And Rachel's like, oh my gosh, there's, oh, I love when Phoebe's like, I can't even sense my grandmother's spirit here anymore. Ooh, new sconces. Like, she gets over it really fast. Um, But I think I would feel that way in my house if, like, something got ruined and we had to, like, totally remodel it. Like, all the, like, heart and soul, you know, of this nice old house would be gone. Um, But new sconces. You'd be into that. New sconces. And uh, then Rachel's like, okay, remember how you always worried that they were going to take down the wall and it wouldn't be two rooms, it would just be one and... Don't you see where I'm going with this? So their two-bedroom has been turned into a one-bedroom. And suddenly, Plus a skylight, so they can't oh, make it two skylight. anymore. And then suddenly, Phoebe is feeling the uh, sense of her grandmother coming back into the space. <laughs> grandmother would not be comfortable with them moving to another place. Oh, yeah, that's right, because Rachel's like, well, I guess we need to go look somewhere else. And yeah. I wanted to say, though, like... Maybe we've talked about this before, but I just just to confirm. So Monica is in her grandmother's or her aunt or whoever's great somebody grandmother's apartment, and and we know that because in one of <clears throat> like the flashback or the one that could have been or something, not the one that could have been. It's like one of the flashbacks. She's like, oh, if anybody asks, um, I'm a like a 94 year old lady. Yeah. And so it's obviously still in her grandmother's name, rent control. Does is that what she says? She says it's rent. Oh yeah, cuz she says I could normally never afford this. But she mm-hmm. can cuz it's rent controlled. So 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 she just pays the landlord every week. Sorry, yeah. every month. Yeah. And okay. It's and so then it doesn't subletted. It is illegally set. Okay. So nobody's going around to check and seeing that, like, her grandmother's dead now, and so something else needs to... It's like, well, the well, rent's we still know, coming in. We don't know about Phoebe's situation. Right. So we know that it's her grandmother's apartment. Yeah. Well, she lived there with her grandmother. But I don't oh, know if it true. was actually her apartment. Right. Because um, I was going to ask again if it was also a rent-controlled apartment. And I just don't understand how that works. Um, well, basically, rent control just means, like, if you live here for a long time, we can't just come to you tomorrow and be like, okay, tomorrow you're, you have to pay us yeah. $1,000 more. You can raise yeah. it, like, a normal amount. I get year. that. But it's like, how does it just get passed down through your family? Well, it's not supposed to. But it's like, I guess if it's, like, a big company that's collecting the money, yeah. they don't know if it's Phyllis or Phoebe. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, you're not supposed – like, it's illegal. You're not supposed to do that because the point isn't just to do that forever. It's so people don't get, like, priced out. Yeah, which is good. And then I know that they say is. is once those people move out, then they can raise the rent on the next person. But, like, right. yeah, okay. I just – because yeah. Mr. Trigger would obviously know that Monica's grandma doesn't live there anymore. But I guess he's well, not the landlord. He, he holds it over their head, remember? Oh, that's right. So, yeah. So confusing. I know when Rachel gets danced down that That's garbage right. chute, and nearly, um, nearly gets danced, nearly down killed. You didn't almost nearly get killed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's oh. like, you know, I've kept my mouth shut, but your friends are illegally subletting their apartment, and yeah, I mean, you know, 
also not to mention like just from like a business standpoint that doesn't that means monica's name isn't even on the lease you know like there's all sorts of crap that is like very illegal about that um so whatever but uh, yeah i don't know that it was her grandmother's rent controlled apartment but that's a good point lives uptown like monica's apartment's really big you know um so i don't know but yeah okay so it's not completely it's not because i was thinking that rachel was asking phoebe to move out of her grandmother's apartment but that's not what she's saying it could be phoebe's apartment she's just like okay well if we're gonna live together we have to move Yes, which which tells me, one, they don't own it, which I think we would know if Phoebe yes. owned her apartment. And yeah. two, I kind of doubt that it was only in her grandmother's name because when the fire happened and her grandmother is nowhere to be found, I think they probably would have been like, your lease is terminated. This is an illegal sublet. Right. Good point. You know, they wouldn't just be like, yeah, keep living here if you want. <laughs> <laughs> But Enjoy it is not surprising. Rent. Yeah, yeah it, it is not surprising that the landlord took the, the, you know, illegal wall non, down. Yes, the unsanctioned wall down. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, it was just one one big one bedroom apartment, and uh, Phoebe's grandmother. She's sensing that she just wants her to live there alone, <laughs> with the skylight. Starting to um, hear her again, are you? Yeah, starting here again. And then I like that Rachel, I mean, Rachel obviously is, like, very sweet about it. She's like, oh, you know, I do like living with Joey, and I hate packing. It's closer to work. Like, you should live yeah. here. But then she she speaks Phoebe's language, as we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm starting to tune in. I think your grandmother says, since you get the one-bedroom apartment, you should give Rachel the purple chair. And Phoebe's like, I did not hear that. Not, and then and they cut like, this oh, part sh- out. Share. And she's like, she said, share the oh, apartment. Share. And then she's like, oh no, the chair. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I heard yeah, that too. <laughs> that I heard. <laughs> so they do cut that part out. But mm. um, yeah, so, you know, that's the end of. Hi, everybody. It's, it's Rachel and Phoebe's. Leave. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't. I know that they don't say leave, leave, but we did both say that, which is funny. It reminds me of the <laughs> ten years old and addicted to pork, <laughs> and that anyway. I thought it was porn. Same, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, oh, so funny. So that's um, the end of Phoebes and Ray Rays. No more, no more Phoebe, Phoebes and Ray Rays. Phoebster and Ray Rays. <laughs> an end of an era, some might say. Some might say. Um, and Rachel continues her tour of living with other people's apartments. You know. Oh, that's right. She lives with everybody. She's the only one that lives with everyone. She doesn't ever. Well, I guess she only ever lives with Chandler very, very briefly. Because she never, so she's Joey's roommate for a while. She's Ross's roommate for a while. She's Monica's for a while. And she's Phoebe's for a while. The only times she ever lives with Chandler, correct me if I'm wrong, is when she, well, she moves out. Maybe Chandler has already moved in before she moves out, but it's not very long. And then she stays at Monica's very, very briefly before, like, Phoebe gets 
the nice apartment and then they swap or vice versa. I can't remember, but it's yeah, very that's brief. the only time. That's the only time that she. So lived she's with really barely ever lived with Chandler. I know, but the only people who have lived with Chandler are um, Joey, Joey and Monica. Well, I guess Ross, Monica, and, college. and then Ross in college. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But Mon- but uh, so Monica and Rachel Joey lives in never all the live- apartments. Are are Monica and Joey the only two that never live together? Monica and Joey, um, Phoebe and Joey never lived together. Phoebe. Ro- oh, Ross lived with Joey and Chandler. Yeah. Ross stays with Joey and Chandler for a little bit. Phoebe lived with Joey for like a night or a oh, yeah, couple days right. or yeah. whatever. The yeah. same amount of time that. Oh, interesting. Hmm. We could make a little chart here. Monica never lived with Joey. Yeah. Yeah. And Like at all, ever. Everyone else yeah. kind of lives with each other for like at least a day. That's true. Okay, sorry. That's like addicted to pork. So catchy. It's like blowing my mind. <laughs> I know it is kind of crazy if they all live together. Um, <laughs> but yeah, technically Rachel's the only one that's lived with everybody, even though she only lived with like lived Chandler in for like apartments. Yeah, maybe a couple hours. Um, yeah. But yeah, so no more Ray Rays and Phoebes. Ray Ray and Phoebos. <laughs> And Phoebes. Um, Speaking then, of Phoebes, Phoebes skull. I love, I love that. Oh my gosh! I. It's so funny. Like, this made me think. Well, because okay, so Phoebe comes in and she's like, "Oh, it's the Christmas skull. Yeah, it was my mom's. No, just oh to my remind gosh. us." That even though it's Christmas, people still die. People still die. But and the fact that Rachel like freaks out because she's like, "It was my mom's," and she's like, I "No, know. it's not my mom." <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I also love when Ross comes in and she's like licorice, and he's like, mm. he looks at it like kind of like like he's looking down on it at first, and he goes, "Sure." <laughs> it just yeah, like, takes like, the uh, licorice out of the oh, yeah, sure, making me hungry um, for um, licorice. I know I do love licorice. Well, red licorice, not black. I'm not an animal. Um, but Ross says he gets bent for the holidays this year, and I love when she's like, "I could." And Phoebe's like, "Oh, I could teach him about the Christmas skull." When Ross is like, "I want to teach him about Hanukkah," and Rich is like, yeah. "We may need to use this year to teach Ben about teach Phoebe." Ben about Phoebe. <laughs> oh, she's just so herself i love her i, know, I don't know scene. what it is but this is making me hungry for licorice mm, that skull very appetizing skull, yeah. um <laughs> so yeah i and ross is really excited um to teach ben about hanukkah i guess he's never spent the holidays with his son who is seven yeah, um, that's a good point it sounds like he hasn't because he's like I, I get him this year for which is like that's sound Usually it goes back and forth, doesn't it? But I don't know. Although um, I guess also, a, that kid, sorry, a kid that young, like you can't really teach a two or three year old about Hanukkah. So maybe, I mean, you could try, but true. like, so maybe yeah, it's like true. he's finally old enough to understand and discuss. But then they like 
go over to the apartment and it just seems is it does it feel to you the way they interact I mean probably just because you don't often see them interacting but like it seems like maybe Ross hasn't seen his son since last Christmas like their interaction is really just so I don't know it just feels so forced to me well okay I'll say this this is what I think just in general um Ben is being really annoying this yeah. first scene. And Ross doesn't scene. want to hang out with him anymore. I'm kidding. Huh? Oh, I was... <laughs> oh, no. No, I mean, like, in this scene, Ben is just, like, a little, like, yeah, yeah, like, annoying. Um, but then also, like, I don't know if you've noticed this, but this always bugs me, and I, like, this isn't a, this isn't a critique because he's a child actor and, like, whatever, but when he does his whole little like supposed to be sad and then Ross like picks him up to sit on his lap and like console him, the actor starts laughing. Like the little kid like flails his hands, but he starts laughing and he's like got a smile on his face. And so I was thinking like they probably had to do like 20 takes and they were like, whatever, it's the best one, just do it. So yeah, like the whole interaction is a bit awkward. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so yes is my answer. Yes. And so he tries to, like, lead it in, like, you know what holiday's coming up, right? And Christmas, Christmas Eve. And he's like, but also Jewish, or, but also Jewish, but also Hanukkah, and you're part <laughs> Jewish, and Hanukkah is a Jewish holiday. And mm-hmm. then it becomes a, uh, like, a... Pissing contest? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, like, what do you call it, like, one-upping, you know... Like a like Santa a Santa um, has reindeer that can rap fly. Battle. I actually think, yeah, rap. I was actually thinking like, what do they call it in Pitch Perfect when they like you know go back and forth? Um, yeah, and I actually think it's kind of funny because Ben doesn't realize like he's a kid, right? Like, yeah, he's just sharing holiday facts that he knows, right? <laughs> right. Um, which I feel like people are like, do you know what, what do Santa's reindeers do? They fly. Like, that's how you interact with kids, right? And so Ross throws out a Hanukkah fact. Ben throws out a Christmas fact. We go back and forth. And finally, <laughs> Ross gets a, had enough. And he's like, okay, it's not a contest. And also because, like, if we're going to keep singing Hanukkah songs, we're going to be done real fast. Real fast. There just aren't so as many catchy Hanukkah songs. Ben so, wins that rap battle. Ben wins. Ding, ding, ding. Um, and then this is what you're talking about him being annoyed. This is where I get annoyed. Um, he's like, when is Santa coming? And Ross is like, well, what if we just have Hanukkah instead of that? And then Ben's like, no, Santa isn't coming. Was I bad? bad? Is he mad at me? Um, okay. 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 So if you have kids, it's time to turn off the podcast. This is called Best Friends Club After Dark. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm giving you all just another minute. Okay, you're turning it off. You are. Okay, you promise. Okay, good. I don't want to. Okay, bye, bye, kids. Day. We'll talk bye to you kids. later. We're about See to talk later. about taxes Podcast again. Over. Accounting. Um, but like, so Santa comes to visit Ben every year before Christmas. I don't get it. Wouldn't does he that come before make- Christmas? Well, I don't think it's Christmas when he shows up. When he well, goes to the remember shop, when the guy's Ross... like two days before Christmas. Yeah, when he goes to get it, he's like two days before Christmas. And so I guess 
I assumed he put on the outfit on Christmas, but I suppose he could have done that the same day. I think it's the same day. Oh, um, I figured I it was know. two days later. Don't but know. this is the kind of thing. Okay. I figured out that Santa wasn't real when I was really young because I was like, there's too many inconsistencies with how Santa. Because <laughs> Renee's Nancy Drew. <laughs> oh, there is. Because like some people had presents wrapped from Santa, but ours were in like a reusable like gift bag, like a tote kind of thing, like a Santa bag. Mm-hmm. And Santa wrote me a note and he didn't write anyone else a note. And Santa's handwriting looks suspiciously like my mom's in all caps. Santa hadn't written Annette a note? Your sister? Well, he wrote us a note. Yeah. But he didn't write, like, our friends. We would be like, oh, did Santa write you a note? And they're like, no. Did you Harriet the Spy all of your friends? You asked around? No. But it was just, like, that the presents were different and, like, the way. And some people, like, Santa didn't come to their house. And I was like, this is not. None of this lines up. Okay. This is. And then it was also like, you know, some people. Renee smells a con when. I know it's coming. And like, some people are like, oh, yeah, there was footprints on my floor. And I'm like, well, why weren't there any on mine? Like, this doesn't make any sense. So that's how I figured it out. Very young. But like, I feel like people having their parents dress up as Santa. Like, how would he not know that his his mom dressed up as Santa? Well, that's how I feel about Ross in that armadillo costume. I was like, Uh, if this kid doesn't realize that's Ross, come on. Um, Santa, I guess if you've got like a beard and a hat, it covers a little bit more, but you'd think like the, I don't know, maybe kids are like really easy to dupe. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just that they're so excited um, that it's happening. They're not like, maybe yes, they are trying is to clouded. be the spy they want, like me. They want to believe it. I'll say that, um, when I was little, um, so I, my sister's older than me by five years. And so I actually think growing up, um, so let's see, we left California when I was six. And I remember I didn't believe in Santa, but one day I was playing out in the backyard of our house in California and I looked up and we had a chimney and it had this big like belt around mm-hmm. the chimney. And like like Santa's belt? It it was like a black belt with a buckle. And looking back, I have a feeling that like it must have been a Christmas decoration that somebody just left up or something that looked like a belt with a buckle but wasn't actually. Um, but I was like, oh my gosh, he is real. Because I already didn't believe in him. But seeing that belt buckle or the belt, you know, the whole thing with like, well, like how does he fit down the chimney? He puts on this belt and like tightens it. And I was like oh my gosh, well, why else would there be a belt up there? It's Santa's belt. And so I like got second guessed into believing in Santa again because of the belt. Oh my gosh, that's really funny. Oh, but then when we moved to Florida, you know, a little bit older, like I stopped. I think you, I think you remember this. One of my neighbors was like four years younger than me and she still believed in Santa, even though her older sister didn't. And her mom, you know, was like, oh, you know, girls, like she still does. So at my house... We open our presents on Christmas Eve and my parents, like my mom will still write from Santa, like on one present for each of us, yeah. kind of just as like a little bit like a joke, you know, she still does that like present day. Um, but my neighbor came over one day and saw all the presents under the tree before Christmas and saw that some said they were from Santa and was just like, what? What? 
And I remember just like having to like think on my feet so fast. And I was like, oh, well, my parents talked to him. And because like there's so many houses to try to get to in one night, they said he could just come early and drop stuff off to make it easier for him on Christmas Eve. And she was like, oh, okay. (laughs) I was like, whew, quick thinking. Yeah. Like I, I think it's really fun to like, you know believe in Santa and all that kind of stuff I would not be able to like and this isn't actually never mind I don't want to talk about it um I don't want anyone to feel like they're doing anything wrong this is just my opinion so it doesn't matter but um (laughs) anyway are we gonna let the kids back in the room now or are we still the kids are um, maybe just keep them out I don't want to say anything oh yeah so this is really funny when I was telling Matt like oh yeah I you know figured out Santa wasn't real when I was yeah yeah, I was just putting all the clues together and uh, yelled objection really loud um but one of the things I remember when I was little because we lived in a townhouse and we lived in Florida so like let's just start with most people in Florida don't have chimneys already that is correct yes um we did have a fake fireplace but it didn't go anywhere like it didn't have like a flu or anything like that it just was like a hole in the wall um decorative decorative yeah you know very very like of the times of the times (laughs) um it's now gone my parents like walled over it many years ago but we were told when we were little that that santa had a key so he could come in and leave the presents and I told Matt that because I was like, that's the other thing. Like everybody had all these different, you know, Santa did something different for everybody. And I was like, it just does not line up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, at our house, Santa had a key to get in, which didn't seem suspect because I didn't know how else he would get in. But yeah, when I told Matt that you guys don't know my dad and Ashley probably doesn't know how bad he is now. But like my dad, it's like you walk in the door and he's like, did you lock it? And I'm like, I I mean, I'm like, my foot's still outside, but not yet. (laughs) I will lock it if you give me a second. And like like I said, they live in a townhouse. And if you imagine like a four square, like a box with like four little boxes in it, that's kind of how their house is. So it's like everybody has this like corner and there's a there's a little patio, like a, what do you call it? Like with a gate around it. Is that a patio? Courtyard. We call it a courtyard. Courtyard. Like a courtyard. So it has like a gate, you know, like a fence around it. And the house is like an L and then the courtyard's kind of like the outside part of the box. So there's obviously like a gate to get into the house. They have a lock on the gate. There's a lo- there's two locks on the house. They now have nest cameras and ring cameras everywhere. And I was like, what do you think is happening at your house? So he's just like, he's always like okay I wanted to set your alarm and I'm like I don't like setting the we have an alarm at our house now present day and I don't really like setting the alarm when people are staying with us because I don't want anyone to feel like they can't leave (laughs) if they wake up before we do you know like I don't want anyone to like open the door and then be like I don't know how to turn this off I forgot you know whatever so we just typically don't set it and he's like oh I mean we can you just tell me what I need to do and I'm like dad it's gonna be fine for one night um, so when I told Matt that 
Santa had a key to our house. Matt was like, that should have been your first sign because your dad wouldn't give a key There's... to anybody. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I was like, oh my gosh, that is so true. Like he definitely was not, or at least we didn't notice as much when we were kids. But like, I was like, that should have been my first sign that Santa wasn't real because who, my dad would never <laughs> give like, a key to a stranger. I'm calling BS on this one. <laughs> Nobody gets a key. So Ross gets kind of like, well, he just basically gets guilted into Santa coming because he can't think of a better reason. I thought, okay, so talking about that whole little scene with Ben when he's like, was I bad? I was thinking, and maybe this is what you didn't want to say because you don't want anyone to feel bad, but where he's like, no, he loves you. Okay, Santa's going to show up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is this just where like people will do anything for their kids because that's like how we continue forward as a human race? That's probably yeah, it, I right? think so. Yeah. But that's the thing is like I know it's hard. Like we don't have kids once again. Not looking to like parent and us. our cat can't beg us for things verbally, so we just no. are left guessing. So like I understand why people have tied like being good to Santa coming and you know whatever. Like I mean, I think it's more the song told us that that's what happened you better watch out um but it's like oh my gosh as soon as santa doesn't show up now ben thinks he's like you know gone down a dark path wrong yeah yeah so i'm like that just kind of sucks so now ross has to like course correct and whatever um really hamstrung by this i think that would be really hard for me to do you know like i wouldn't want to like not that Ross is lying to him in this moment, you know. No, but, but like, yeah. And you don't want to disappoint your kid yeah, in general. You don't so I get them. that. So he's just like, but he couldn't think of anything else. Like, oh, Santa's going to bring presents on Christmas. and. But also, I just, I mean, I feel like people are realizing this now with Elf on the Shelf. Like, they've gotten themselves into this, and now they have to keep doing it. <laughs> My sister I could was also... like... My nephew asked for an elf on the shelf, and she was like, we can't, we're not allowed to have one. We can't live here. <laughs> Good thing he didn't say why. We're not allowed to. <laughs> She's like, I yeah. don't make the rules. I totally She's like, we're rules. not allowed to have that one. Is Sorry. so funny. We're not allowed to have one because I can't be asked to do that every single night. Oh, my gosh. Um, every night. And some people are so um, good at it. Like, cheers oh, so to creative. you guys. I Too applaud much. it. I um, would be like, night two, I'd be like, shoot, where'd I put the elf? Yeah, I was going to say, sorry, not too much isn't like too much for me to do. Um, I think yeah. the other element here with Ross is that he doesn't, like, if this is the first year he's been able to have Ben for Christmas, mm-hmm. he doesn't want it to be like, oh, dad's house was lame. Santa didn't come and he made me whatever. Yeah, that's Passover. That's not Hanukkah. But do you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. he wants it to be just as fun as mommy's house. Let me so just uh, give him a cautionary tale called The Santa Claus. Starring Tim Allen. Why don't we ever do anything I want to do? The only whinier child on TV than Ben is Charlie in that movie. He's got a pretty good bowl cut, too. He does. Must be the bowl cut. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't... I understand why Ross caves and is like, no, Santa's coming, you know. Yeah. Um... And so Ross goes to a costume shop two days before Christmas and asks for a Santa costume. 
one of my favorite lines. Hi, sir. Are you here to return those pants? <laughs> I know. What a question. No, these are my pants. Like, they're just like regular dude khakis. It's so, hi, are you here to return those pants? <laughs> oh. No, these are my, I don't know why. It just makes me laugh so hard. I know. And he's like, oh, two days before Christmas. Like, sorry, we don't have any. And um, they cut this out. But he's like, you don't have anything? And the guy's like, yeah, I do have 74 of them coming back on the 26th. Yeah, yeah. But all I could think – and so he's like, do you have anything else Christmassy? Like, I promised my son and, you know, I want to make this happen. So, like, let's pause there. We know what's going to happen. And I know that if this didn't happen, we wouldn't have the episode. We wouldn't have this great episode. Yeah. But I'm like, I feel like in that moment you could find some kind of beard and something red. You know what I mean? You got to be able to find a Santa hat somewhere, the dollar store, Target. Here's what I think I would do. Get like a red robe. I have two options. Okay. I have three options, and I'll do them in my least favorite order. First, punch Ben. He'll never know what happened. What? I was actually going to say Zoom, but they didn't have they didn't have Zoom calls back yeah. then. So never mind. Zoom's out. I was going to say you could Zoom Santa. Okay, so here's my two options that you could do. One, and I, and I don't know which one I'd rather do. So in no order of preference. One, take him to the mall to meet Santa. Mm, he doesn't get his own individualized oh, Santa. Option. I don't. Yeah. I don't have a pony, and I don't eat gold. Okay, you get you get the same Santa. You get mall Santa. That's what I had growing up. So mm-hmm. you don't get an individualized Santa visit. You get mall Santa. Or, no, and, and even maybe just say he was really extra busy this year, but, you know, you can go visit him and tell him what you want. He's just not going to be able to spend time at our house. Okay, that's one option. That's Two, option. he is seven. He has no idea what day Christmas is. Christmas is on the 26th this year. Mm. You got 74 Santa suits coming back on the 26th. Perfect. We're opening presents at, well, I guess you, yeah. I, I don't know when, that's, that's what I would do. Christmas is moving. It's like little kids, like, sorry, maybe this is a good reason why I don't have children. But like, when your kids aren't old enough to know what day their actual birthday is. You take advantage is, of that. I'm saying if it's inconvenient, you find a convenient day. The pictures aren't time stamped, people. Well, they are now because they're all on phones, but they didn't used to be. So, they did used yeah. to be. Well, they didn't have to be. You could turn that feature on and off. This is, look, do you want something good or do you want it rushed? That's what I'm saying. So I yeah. would, Christmas would be on the 26th at the Geller household and Ben would have literally no idea. That's true. It's a good lie. That's, those are my two options. Yeah. So those are good options. Dressing up like an armadillo would not have even crossed my mind. <laughs> so like you maybe a wizard. Like, you could find like a deer costume or yep, like yep. a deer, a, ghost uh, a gingerbread man. Like it's snowman. I just feel like I have like armadillo is so far down on the list. I don't. I think even you're right. Know. An old man, like an old man costume with a beard, Father Christmas. and then. You find I like a wizard, just like be the Christmas mm-hmm. wizard, like the the North Pole. I don't know, like a yeah. dog, a dog costume, and you could just say it's a reindeer. There's a lot of options. Yeah, but that's not what Ross chose to do. Now panic set him differently. Desperation. He, he chose to be the 
holiday armadillo <laughs> um with talons and wrinkles and a scaly tail honestly i want to know if the writers like which came first the armadillo and then the idea or the idea and then like let's find the most ridiculous costume that we can write into it and then come up with like did they see the costume and they were like oh my god we have to write something to fit this i hope so. or did they think let's do something funny and then they found an armadillo i need to know i the funniest parts to me in this like ross dresses armadillo is pretty funny but like monica being like you must be exhausted coming all the way from texas yeah <laughs> you want to wander like, in the hall <laughs> Why? Because our avocado, avocados, avocados, armadillos also wandered also in the wandered desert. In like the, desert. the one-liners are just so good. <sighs> and me, Santa, uh, and the armadillo are gonna go talk in the kitchen. Um, I love how he like almost gets him to be excited about Hanukkah because they're like, "I'm Jewish too," you know? Yeah, and, and he's like, "Oh, um, are you for Hanukkah?" Yeah, yeah, that's cute. And then in comes Santa, which so sweet of Chandler. So sweet of him. To seek this out. Clearly, he, like, put out the emergency alert system. um, Yeah. To make sure everybody was checking around, which is smart because obviously someone's got one. I feel like Ross could have done that, but whatever. Chandler Um, did it, and he did a good job. He did. And obviously, it was before cell phones were, like, attached to yeah, us. Yeah, true. And, you know, to, couldn't have known where he was. And, uh, well, Ben's just a fair-weather friend. Doesn't care about the armadillo anymore. Santa's here. and Which is fair. I mean, armadillos are kind of creepy. Um, <laughs> and so they figure it out. And he tries to get Chandler to leave. But it's just not working because Ben... Because if they're ever in the same place for too long. (laughs) The universe will explode. Uh. (laughs) And Merry Christmas. Oh, my Um, gosh. But Chandler, quick thinking, is like, I'll only stay if I can hear about Hanukkah from my good friend, the holiday armadillo. That is so Um, sweet. I also love when he walks in, he's like, what are you doing here, weird turtle Turtle man? man? Yeah. Um... But, like, they learn that – actually, Ashley, as our um, part Jewish friend, do you want to tell yes. us about Hanukkah? <clears throat> so it all started years and years ago. There were these people called the Maccabees. Um, I don't actually – I never learned um, Jewish history, so I don't actually know this. But according to this episode – well, we did know this one, right? So there was, like – some Jewish people got stranded somewhere because I think they were being chased by some enemies and they got stranded in some house and there was some oil left in the oil lamps, but it was only supposed to be enough to last for like the rest of the night. And so they thought like, was it that they were being chased or was it they were trying to get somewhere and it was like, if the lamps went out, like they didn't have a source of heat. I don't exactly know, but they thought that their oil was only going to last one night, but it ended up lasting for eight nights, and that's how we get the eight nights of Hanukkah. Yes, they is that were correct. They revolted and they were like trying to flee, basically, and they got stuck. 
and so they had they should have only had what was one night but they had eight and so that's why we celebrate hanukkah the end um thank you i have more questions but i'll google them later (laughs) well i don't know that i'm going to be able to tell you too much more no i'll google i'll ask the Um, holiday armadillo yeah ask the holiday armadillo um yeah well it's cute until until superman comes in (laughs) and flew all the jews out of egypt Egypt. (laughs) oh joey i like the idea of like lighting lighting the menorah together that's a sweet little tradition i think it is it's really funny when joey busts in and you can tell he's trying not to laugh Yes, Ben was um, not Ben on TV. My Ben was like, I wonder if that was improv because he's like, everybody is trying so hard to keep a straight face. It seems like they didn't know. <sighs> I want to so know funny. more. You know what we need? We need remember, um, remember on MTV, they used to have like, they would play a movie or they'd play a music video i think it was both and they'd have the one where like little bubbles would pop up that were like did you know the actors had to pop do this video scene. Ten pop up video but that was the music videos right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think there was wasn't there also one for like movies i think I pop-up movies was a thing yeah i think it was for a season i feel like we need that for some of the most iconic friends episodes where they oh gosh, play so the episode fun. yes and like they do little pop-ups or little side commentary this is what should have come in the 10 season dvd set but i guess we've got the uncut but wouldn't that be cool to like let us know um like what like just these questions that we have like did they have the armadillo suit first or did they have the idea yeah. first was this improv or you know little Fun stuff like that. The people want to know. Somebody get onto it. People do want to know. Yeah, I actually do follow a couple of Instagram accounts that are like, they have like fun facts about like movies and TV shows. And I love Ooh. it so much. There's one called 90s, 90s movies quotes. 90s Following movie it now. Quotes. It's the best. Um, and 90s. it's so fun to learn what was happening because sometimes it's about like casting or location or just that scene or if something was improv or whatever like I love hearing those behind the scenes which have you watched the movies that made us on Netflix no okay I think you would really like it because they they you get like all the behind the scenes stuff about all these like really classic movies um, Ooh. The first one I watched was Home Alone, and I thought it was excellent. So I would highly recommend. It's good. Like, it's almost like half – I mean, it's not a documentary, but it's almost like kind of that way where they, like, show clips, but then they, like, interview, you know, the writers and producers and actors and all that kind of stuff. Oh, so that sounds cool. It's really fun. The narration is a little bit cheesy, so try not to pay too much attention. But – it's really fun. It's fun to see how they did things. And I think it, I learned a lot. Like, there's a lot of things, like, it, even in Home Alone, I was like, I am very shocked at how some of these scenes actually, like, came together, you know? Yeah, so, okay. It's called recommend. The Movies That Made Us? The Movies That Made Us, yep. Done. Thank you. Um, we'll watch it. Yeah, it's really fun. And there's a few, there's several I haven't watched, but the ones I have are really good. 
Um, so yeah, I would love a pop-up friends video. That would be amazing. Please, 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 oh please. Somebody tell somebody who knows somebody. Somebody, somebody, somebody. Um, I bet then, you Matt LeBlanc would do it. He, he seems He seems gung-ho about it. That'd be great. And now we're all at the Easter Bunny's funeral. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah. Good times. It's good times. It is. And we end with Monica kissing Santa because Aunt Monica was very good this year, which they say and they cut out. But I was going to say I forgot about that part. Yeah. Cut out. Aunt Monica was very good this year. Um, Yeah. And that's some of the holiday armadillo. And, you know, thanks for that. When we see Justin Bieber. In the holiday, oh my god! I was like, "What?" Oh, no, he was—he was Spudnik, wasn't he? Oh, Spudnik! That's right. Yeah. Duh. Um, that was really fun. <laughs> I loved that. Kind part. of similar vibe, though. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, well, thanks for joining us on this holiday-themed episode of Friends, and tune in next week where we talk about the one with all the cheesecakes. Talk about how much we love cheesecakes. Get ready for that. Oh yeah, and you, please I'm don't show up hungry, because I know, I yeah, know, I can already tell hungry. it's going to be disaster for for us because for our diet, it happens on just a regular kidding. show, not one all about cheesecake. So uh, show up with your desserts, and we will see you then. Thanks, guys. See you later. See you next week. Bye. Bye.